Welcome to CEO Conversations, the private practice podcast. I'm your host, Brandi Mabra. This is your one-stop shop to learn the business side of your practice on a deeper level. On this show, we empower you to own your CEO status to scale your practice for growth, sustainability, and profit. Listen in as we talk about how to market your practice to gain more visibility, hire, build, and engage your ride-or-die dream team, create streamlined operations, and make financial decisions as a CEO. It's time to show up as a confident leader to create a practice and life you love. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of CEO Conversations, the private practice podcast. This is Brandy. I am looking forward. I am not going to say excited, <laughs> but I am looking forward to today's conversation. We are diving into mission and vision. So we do have a special guest for today's episode, which I'll tell you about her in a second. But as we are going towards the end of the year, oftentimes questions start to come up. Why am I doing what, my, what I'm doing? The, what do I want to do in the practice for 2024? Are things really in alignment? Do I feel fulfilled in my practice? How's my team doing? Do I need to fire some of my team members? Do I need to hire some, some more team members? Like all those things start to come into play because ultimately we're coming to a close of 12 months, right? And so when we are coming to a close, wrap up, then next year represents a new beginning. And so just really grounding yourself when it comes to the practice is normal. So to help you out, we are gonna talk about mission and vision and to hopefully give you a new perspective on your mission and vision. When we think about mission and vision, it is so important as a CEO of your practice. It is the rock when it comes to your practice. It is the staple, it is the glue. People do not give it enough credit until they get to a place where they start to recognize man, everybody's kind of going in their different directions or there's no real reason for why we do what we do. You know, there's no, like people kind of come and people kind of go and there's nothing that's grounding the practice. And so a strong mission and vision is exactly what you need in order to ground your practice. You as the owner and you as the CEO is who sets the tone for it. So you have to pay attention to it and then you have to embed it as part of your practice. You have to make sure people know it. You have to make sure that as you're interviewing, people are aware of it and it becomes a strong staple for your business culture. So anytime that you're hearing about business culture, business culture, they're usually talking about mission and vision, buy-in engagement, and how do you do that, right? And so when you have a strong mission and vision, then it's easy for you to make decisions. It allows for you to know if the answer should be yes or if the answer should be no, or yes, I should hire this person or no, I shouldn't hire this person because everything has to be in alignment with the mission and the vision. If something is out of alignment, you're gonna notice it very quickly because it just goes against the grain of what you're trying to build and and the work you're trying to do in the world, right? So the point of today's conversation is for you to get a little bit more grounded because we are bringing in a God perspective of it and a faith-based perspective of it, which I love. As you know, and what I always say is that God has given each and one of us a purpose, a calling, and a plan for what he wants us to do in the world, right? And so part of that mission and vision, I believe, comes from that, right? So if you have been inspired to start a practice, to grow a practice, to go after more, there's a reason for that. So I love when people are like, oh, I wanna help millions of people. I love it because I feel that God has really put big dreams on our heart. We just sometimes get nervous and scared to step fully into them. So we're gonna dive into that 
today. So let me introduce you to the guests that we're going to be talking to. And so Sarah Rivera is a group practice owner in San Antonio, Texas, and she is so soothing and calming. Let me tell you, like I was listening to her voice. I was like, wow. And there's some things that happened just, I mean, there was a plethora of things out of all the time of recording this podcast. I've never like in the really the short time, but even with podcast interviews I've done, and I've done a lot of those, I've never had so many problems or issues trying to get onto a interview. Right. And I think it's because anytime that you bring God into it, I truly believe there is an obstacle that is waiting and the enemy or God is trying to teach you something or something is on the other side of it. And so trying to even record this episode was hard. I mean, and a plethora of things happened. So I am so excited to be able to actually present this to you <laughs> and that it's, it's here out in the world because I feel like we actually completed our assignment for what we were supposed to do. Um, and so I know that this episode is definitely going to change someone's life. So let me finish telling you about Sarah. So yeah, so when Sarah is not running her practice, she helps mental health professionals like you become confident with private practice business ownership. She has training programs and coaching for mental health professionals who want to launch their private practice or need some extra support in the first few years. So again, she has, when it comes to mission and vision and just her spin on it, you know, we talked in just some really deep things that can happen and where you maybe might be in some places where you feel like you don't belong or this isn't meant for meant for you. And so the way that God works is he's lighting you up exactly according to his plan. And even when things feel hard or feel challenging or some or an obstacle comes up, it's all by design. So I'm excited for you to listen to this. Enjoy the episode. Definitely make sure as usual, take some notes, get a notebook out, get your favorite beverage and have fun with today's episode. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. I am so excited just to be speaking with you today on CEO Conversations. And let's just keep it real that we are 45 minutes in <laughs> trying to make this happen. You've got no idea, guys. Y'all have no idea. Yes, yes. And so one of the things that we said was because we're going to be talking about faith and God and purpose-driven missions that it's in perfect alignment that it would take for us to go and be on a completely different platform outside of the platform I normally record on for us to be in two different, like where the wrong link even got sent. So we're literally waiting in two different places to record to tech setup problems to the platform that I normally record from working to not working to me spilling coffee on myself (laughs) to you having to download an app to update Chrome. Um, And I think it's just the perfect storm of how things can happen, not only in business, when you're going after what God has really put in your heart, all of the things that can definitely get in the way. Um, but just the journey that we're on. So for those of you who do not know you, let me get to the point of this. How about you go ahead and introduce yourself? You guys have already heard a little bit about her before the episode, but I love for you just to go into detail about who you are. Absolutely. Um, I can't wait to talk a little bit more about that. But yes, like you said, first things first, my name is Sarah Almendares Rivera. And I'm, I'm saying hello all the way from San Antonio, Texas. And I have a small private practice there called La Luz Counseling, which means the light in Spanish, capital T, capital L is what I tell people. And when I'm not busy hanging out with my crew, I help other counselors level up 
their businesses so that they can have successful um, experiences within the private practice realm too. I love it. I love it. So yeah, so let's go ahead and just dive in because we don't necessarily what might come up. I don't hurry. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Hurry up. Let's hurry up. No, but for real, for real. So one of the things I always say too is that whenever it comes to private practice or just business, having a sound mission and vision is so important Mm -hmm. and it serves as your North Star. What is your stance when it comes to mission and vision and how have you been able to incorporate, incorporate that into your practice? Yeah, you know, I will say to all of the private practice listeners um, that starting off as a solo private practice, I did so many things wrong. And one of those things was not having your mission, vision, or values. I didn't have a business blueprint. I didn't have a business model canvas. I had none of those things. And I realized that unintentionally, I was was putting myself at, at a serious deficit by not having that North Star, as you called it. So many years later, so for those who are listening saying, what on earth is a business model canvas? Like, it's okay. It's not too late. Um, (laughs) But it is really helpful to know what it is that you're doing, how you're going to get there, where you're at now. Um, All of those things become integrated into one beautiful vision. And in my case, when I didn't have this written out, I was unintentionally leaving out the God factor. Mm. Um, I named my business after myself. And I believe that was my first mistake. I I didn't have God written anywhere in that. On the contrary, I was written all over it. Um, So much so that I think that God has just, you know, that funny, you know, silly humor that my uh, name back then that I named my practice after is not even my name now because I did a little something called get married. Like what? (laughs) Like that idea, Sarah says to Sarah. Um, but during that rebranding stage, I was able to get more specific, to get more clear. And I went to actually a faith-based conference and workshop um, that helped me to identify those mission, vision, and values over a two-day intensive. And that experience was through Unique, Y-O-U-N-I-Q-U-E. And it was a happenstance experience where I was listening to a gentleman at church and Um, He was talking about sales and inventory and talk about business at church and we're about to be best friends, you know? And I said, Hey, I feel like I can learn so much from you. Um, And he says, "Ah, well, you know, I'm I'm heading out of town and this is a one-stop kind of thing for me, but they're having that workshop with business. Are you going to go? And I said, I I didn't even know about it. He said, well, let's get you in. So I walk in there, Brandy, and I'm like, hello world. Like, what are we doing? I get seated. And every other person is a minister, a pastor (laughs) of a church. And I was like, I'm in the wrong place. Mm -hmm. And they said, no, 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 you're you're absolutely in the right place. And it was at that point that I realized that my practice is a ministry. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So that was the first time that I said, I need direction. And I need that to be integrated into the very foundational concepts of my business and the business planning. So things I did wrong, that was one of them. Things I'm hoping to do better is that one. Yeah, no, I love it because uh, just to kind of take a a step back, especially now that we're more settled after trying to get logged on, but me and Sarah, we met at a summit. We were both on the same panel and it was really interesting because we got to a place that one of the questions was, how do you ground yourself? How Mm -hmm. do you 
you know, what is your mechanism in order to essentially do the hard work that, that is required. And I remember you said, I don't, I know that different people have different ways and I'm a little nervous to say, but essentially like you're like, it's God for you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that was freeing for me because I know even with my message, I'm always showing up and saying, you know, just purpose-driven, purpose-driven, you know, God has, has a calling on your life. And so when the question came to me, we were like full agreement, like, well, yeah, it's God, like, it's definitely God. So what I love about what you're saying is the fact that your practice is a ministry Mm -hmm. and that even when it comes to the purpose that you have for yourself or the purpose that you have for the practice, God has to be incorporated in that. And it sounds like you were in a room full of ministers and folks who you, where you thought, I don't belong here. Mm-hmm. And they told you you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So are there any other moments that you can think of just during the course of while you've been able to build your practice and doing some of the work where that's been the case where maybe you have felt like I'm in the wrong space or I'm in the wrong room, but actually I'm in the right space and I'm in the right room? Absolutely. I mean, I think if I look at any any experience that I've had as, as a business owner, the external implications are I'm in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. This doesn't make sense. Um, taking a look at various things, even from my financial books and thinking this makes no sense. So there's so many times when relying on those external factors, I've been tempted to jump ship, to start a new um, a new industry, a new career, a new something else that makes more quote unquote sense. And so I think the quick answer to that is multiple times. Mm-hmm. And when we rely on those times, that's when we do have the tendency to quit, to, um, to not plow forward, to second guess ourselves, to not take those chances or opportunities and to, in essence, stifle your own growth. And um, there are times when I see that, whether that's to expand, to hire, heck, to fire, um, taking a look at my um, accounts and balances and, and just taking those visual cues, you would think I'm not in the right place. I have mm-hmm. no idea what I'm doing. Why am I here? And I think that is the best question to ask yourself. Yeah. The why. Why am I here? Um, and to get back down to the root of the why is something that I do frequently and often. I mean, just last week, I think I posted something on LinkedIn where I, I had to say, what is my why again? And how can I make that uh, recommitment to myself and, and with God to say, this is my why? Because he put it inside my heart. Because mm-hmm. he told me to. <laughs> Like I learned a long time ago to not go against that guy because it doesn't work out well. It really Mm -hmm. doesn't. Um, But that why in terms of of helping to to, um, provide that healing and to walk alongside individuals who have experienced the most devastating things, to walk alongside of them, that's my why. So that God can allow for that reconciliation and that restoration, that growth and that healing to, to be done with me just as a vessel. Right. It's not, it's not Sarah doing it. It's not La Luce counseling doing it. It's not us. It's just our willingness to say yes. So that God can work through us. And so that why I think is super, super important. And if you've, maybe those listeners have lost sight of the why, um, it's there. If you just pause yourself long enough, sit with yourself just long enough, you'll remember the why you started off with that. 
So whether that was last month, last year, 10 years or 20 years ago, that why oftentimes doesn't really change much. It, it kind of goes back to why did I do this to myself? Or why did I get married? Or why did, you know, why did I have children? Like what? Who does that? Um, it's all of those things when it comes to your own business as well. Yeah, no, I love, I love it because oftentimes when we are going through our walks and we don't understand why is this happening or sometimes where things um, aren't just, aren't matching essentially yeah. with, I've been called to do this work and maybe the expectation that we have. So when you are in your business and just trying to maintain or even just walk you know, inside of your practice, how did, how are you able to even go back to your why mm -hmm. or when you're going through your practice and things don't make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How are you able to incorporate some of the things that you do? Yeah, I really think that it's important to incorporate that on, on a daily level. One other thing that I have um, been called to do is something to um, a greater degree because I, I lead a team. And I think it's real important that we don't just, you know, do as I say and not as I do, but we live that walk out loud. And um, that is very, very important. So having that front and centered on, on our website, for example, that's something that was a huge act of boldness because I had a lot of business individuals saying that that's not a good move. You're going to steer a lot of people away. And I said, I, I could understand that, um, but I think it's important for people to know our position. And we welcome, we welcome somebody who's op in opposition to that. We welcome somebody who says, I don't agree. We welcome that. And we don't say no to people, but I think it is important for us to be completely transparent with our positioning um, on the forward level towards the public, but also internally as well. Even um, with our staff meetings, we pray before staff meetings, we end with prayer requests, we talk about praise reports, um, and not all of our employees even are super, super Bible thumping, you know, Christian go-getters. <laughs> like, that's all right. Like, we get along fabulously. Um, but there is something different there. And that difference is not anything that we're doing. That difference is God. Um, and there are so many times right before um, session, after session, during session, and we are just in prayer um, in those offices. And um, we have those gentle kind of sprinklings and nudgings um, of who we are and what Christ has done in our lives there in the office as well. Again, not to impose and, and not to push down anybody's throat, but just to say, this is where we are and this is our um, stance on that. So that's something that's really uh, big for us. So one of the things that I loved about what you had said was that you're very, it's embedded in your business culture when it comes to just how you show up in team meetings. The fact that you pray before team, team meetings is amazing. Um, even even folks who might not be, what did you say? Like, you know, thumbs up, Paulson, or what, what did you say? Yeah. <laughs> Bible thumping, church goers, being odd for God out there, you know? <laughs> Like, yes, yes. But it's still part of your business culture. And then the fact too that you're just very honest about what your positioning is when it comes to your business. And I think that that takes us courage mm -hmm. because there's so many people who will um, hide who they are or hide what their beliefs are um, 
right, wrong, or indifferent, I believe. But I think like you can show up authentically who you are, be very transparent about who you are, and then allow for people to decide if you are for them or you're not for them. And even to go back to a business perspective, a really strong brand actually attracts and repels. And so one of the things I know, even for my journey, when it comes to like just the business I'm building, I talk about God a lot. I do that by design because first of all, I refuse to work with clients and not be able to pray mm -hmm. or not being able to bring in my faith or to talk about, you know, when I can say God is testing you, God is training you, God is really trying to help you show up in a better way, I believe, or just to have some of those deeper conversations when it comes to faith. Um, and it takes us a, a courage to even do that. And so even from what you're saying is just the courage and the faith to know this is the calling that God's given me. This is the ministry for the practice. And we're going to embed it through and through with how we show up in the world. Mm -hmm. So for the folks who are listening, who might be looking for, like, how did you know? Like when you think about mission, when you think about vision, and I think this might even go back to some of your methodology, like how do you know what, how to incorporate, you know, essentially, especially if you're a faith-based practice or even have faith-based principles written into your practice, how are you able to do that? You know, I think it really does come back down to almost treating it like we did when we were in school, is this is an assignment, right? So you don't squeeze it in when you have 10 minutes to spare. You don't try to listen to some podcasts on your way home to feel supernaturally inspired. Like you have to pause. You have to stop the chaos of your day. You have to create that time where you're going to be completely 100% invested into the, this experience on behalf of yourself. So however you work best for some um, of y'all out there, like my husband, he can only handle about a good 30 minutes, like a 30 minute, like, let me just hyper-focus on this, take a break and then come back. Um, for me, it needs to be hours worth. And so I mentioned that workshop and training, um, that was totally a God thing too, because he knows how I work best. It's with others, no, no um, disruptions, and it was some, there was a guide there. We had a workbook. We had these printouts. It was very, very structured time that allowed me to really invest within myself during um, that classroom. And also with others, we were at round tables and we would tag team different things with other people. Tons of brainstorming, but that's also how I work best. For others, that's quite distracting. Um, so however you tend to do your best work is really, really important. But I realize that much of this was written as well. Um, I think we also are notorious for keeping it all upstairs, you know, in our own, the four walls of our own mind. And we say it's right up here as you're pointing to your head. But the truth is it does need to be something that's formulaic in nature. There has to be a method to the madness. Um, it, it really touches my core, Brandy, when people say things like, my goal is to create a therapeutic, safe environment for my clients. Well, yeah, like, yeah, like, congratulations, as do the other 100% of mental health professionals. Like, that's not enough. You know what I mean? That's like the superficial, very tippy top of the surface layer. We're talking about that deep level stuff. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the inner pieces and the inner workings that are built into the foundational structure of your business mm -hmm. that answer is telling me what what you want to paint the, the walls that doesn't mean anything it has to be something that's built into the structure of who you are so even you know with my own um 
mission and, and vision and values, we have some spiritual uh, backing and some some biblical backing with some of those things. And, and our goal is is really just to inspire that transformation and create contagious change, so that that long term vision will look like the complete dissemination of generational curses. We believe that with one generation, it can have lasting impact on future generations to come, whether or not you have kids, because you can be somebody's auntie, you can be somebody's unky, you can be somebody's cousin that says, I remember my big cousin so-and-so would talk about God all the time. I remember that my Mima said that X, Y, or Z, and that's how generational movement and change um, can be personified. And, and we pray that each client will become like a walking, talking, breathing movement and light so that people would be so drawn to it that they would have no other question, but to say, how did you get that? How did you do that? And for it not to be a reflection of yourself, but a reflection of what God's done in your life so that it becomes that glorifying testimony that others can be so drawn to. So, you know, it's, it really is just an all encompassing experience that it has no choice but to permeate the walls of your business Mm -hmm. like it becomes so known so saturated and and god willing so contagious that it begins to create just this massive movement you can already tell i'm kind of getting fired up and excited about it but that's because of the level of intention and uh, purpose that was given to it from this. Well, not the start start. That was when I messed it all up. But the second start, <laughs> after the false start, that's when things really kind of shifted in a better yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. But even with the false start, the false start was by design. So mm-hmm. that way, the second start was even more meaningful and even more impactful because that's how God works. You know, yes. that's how God works. He sets yes. us up in the most beautiful of ways yeah. uh, just to make sure that we're able to. Um, show up for his purpose. And so one of the things I was even talking to a client about is that when it comes to even the team member that you hire, Mm -hmm. that you might end up having to fire. It's all by design, like the good team members that that are like really on point and rock star, who I describe as the ride or die dream team is there for Mm -hmm. you to help you step into your purpose, but also the ones that might be in a misalignment or you might hire them and they all of a sudden don't work out or they don't even make it through the first 90 days. That team member is also there for you too to teach you more leadership, to train you up, to mm-hmm. maybe face difficult situations, to get more in alignment with what you're building. All of it is by design. And so I just love everything that you're saying because it's true. Once you start to come from a stance of God has called me to do this, this is my calling, this is my purpose, this is my mission, this is my vision, it becomes so much easier to navigate the good times in your practice, the ups, and then also to be able to navigate the challenging times, the Mm -hmm. obstacles, because we both know as we're doing the work, there's always going to be like, there's always going to be something, external factors, even what we've experienced just to try to get to this episode, um, you know, external factors that are going to definitely throw us off our path. So when you are trying to find that encouragement within, what does that look like for you? Yeah, I mean, I think you you said it exactly best. There are times when I'm not on my best game, as I call it, that I am very externally driven. So if things around me are going right and well, we've had the best financial month ever, maybe this accolade came across our table or this accomplishment, we're all rejoicing. When those external factors are are supportive and and encouraging, we feel encouraged and Mm -hmm. supported. But that's not always the case, especially when when you're on a mission of ministry. 
especially when you are the CEO of your company. It is not always rainbows and butterflies. You know, those valley moments are real. And sometimes those valley moments last so much longer than we want them to. Sometimes they create that deeper (laughs) impact than we want it to. And in these valley moments, we're wondering just around this corner, right? That's when we'll get out of this valley, right? And it's so exhausting. I think when when we're managing at this level, any level really, for some of those uh, parents who maybe are listening, they know what it's like to have those valley moments. Mm -hmm. I have two teenagers. So if anybody wants to know what that can feel like, it, it is tough. It is really, really tough. And when we rely on those external cues, it will leave us feeling discouraged, defeated, and quite frankly, distracted, meaning that it's in those valley moments that most people get out. Mm-hmm. They say, this isn't for me. Maybe this is the sign of the cosmos of the earth that this isn't where it should be. Um, and we are trained within this culture that with any amount of discomfort or experiencing something that is unpleasant, we are notorious for dipping out. Mm -hmm. We have that compulsion for immediate gratification. So when it doesn't feel gratifying and it's not immediate, we get out. Mm -hmm. And so if we apply that within our um, mindset as CEO um, operators or owners, or even within ministry at home, as parents, as spouses, when it gets hard, that's your cue to go. You're going to be running your whole life. And and so it's in those moments that I cannot rely on those external forces because they're too defeating. So that internal component is, um, to answer your question, is where it's really important that we rely on. Because when the things outside of us don't make sense, that will be the only thing that does. And for me, it's advancing um, the dream, the mission that that God has um, tailored for me, that he has allowed me to experience, that he has um, trusted me with. And I take that very, very seriously. So when things out there don't make sense... Um, it's really important that I rely on the, the, super, the supernatural and spiritual connection that I have with Christ for, for me to find my encouragement there, my sustenance there, my rest and relief and peace there. Because there ain't nothing peaceful out here, y'all. Like, the struggle is real. The world is, is um, hurting. Mm-hmm. And hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. Um. And so if we, though, can, can rely not on those worldly things or those fleshly things, as some of you might know that term, um, it'll prompt us to act in a way that is not human. Because <laughs> humans quit all the time. Constantly, constantly. I love that. I just love everything you said. I don't think I can say it, you know, but like you just took it to like the 10th degree of what it looks like to be truly, truly purpose driven um, and to tap into something deeper outside of yourself. Because in order to do this work, you have to like you just have to. And I think just even previous conversations that we've had, um, there's no other way to really move forward when you are in a place where things don't make sense or externally, but to go internal. And then who is that source to? So, mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah, I love it, Sarah. So where can people find you if they want to connect with you? This has been amazing. Um, So good. So good. I'm so glad to hear that. Um, So the best way to get a hold of me, believe it or not, is probably going to be on LinkedIn. Um, I'm one of those people who don't really have lots of social media and things like that. Um, So LinkedIn, Sarah, S-A-R-A-H. Rivera, that's like river with an A at the end, R-I-V as in Victor, E-R-A. And you could always reach out to me there and I respond personally to 100% of those messages that I get that are not AI for those of you out there. I'm not going to respond to you, but to humans, I will. And we all know who you are, so don't play. Um, so that world. is the best way to, to kind of keep eyes on what I'm up to and, and what God's doing in our life and all of that good stuff. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for just this conversation. I think it's so timely, especially with everything that's happening. So thank you for today's conversation Absolutely. Um, and just being part of it too. So, and thank you for the work that you're doing too, your ministry for your practice as well. So, all right, guys, until next time, uh, we will see you soon. See y'all. Bye. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and it empowers you as the CEO of your practice. If you enjoyed the podcast, please make sure you subscribe, share the message and leave a review. If you want more information and support in growing and scaling your practice, click the link in the show notes to take advantage of our free resources or apply to work with me directly. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.